On the third floor, he was confronted with three doors, and was hesitating when the one on the left opened. Dupur was there, his nose red, just as Megri had expected to see him. Cubid, I thought it best not to touch anything until you arrived. I haven't even questioned the cleaning lady. Crossing the entrance hall, where there was only a coat stand and two chairs, they entered a living room where the lights were on. The cleaning lady was immediately surprised when she saw the light. In the corner of a yellow sofa, a brown-haired young woman lay slumped in a curious position with a large dark red stain on her dressing gown. She was shot in the head. The shot seems to have been fired from behind and very close. As you see, she didn't fall. She had simply collapsed onto her right-hand side and her head was dangling, her hair almost touching the carpet. Where's the cleaning lady? In the kitchen. She asked me if she could make herself a cup of coffee. She says she got here at eight o'clock, as she does every morning. She has a key to the apartment. She came in, saw the body, claims she didn't touch anything, and immediately phoned. It was only now that Maigret realised what he had found strange when he arrived. Normally, he would have had to get through a line of onlookers out on the pavement. Usually, too, the tenants are gathered on the landings, looking on. Here, though, everything was as calm as if nothing had happened. Is the kitchen through there? He found it at the end of a corridor. The door was open. A darkly dressed woman with black hair and eyes was sitting by the gas stove drinking a cup of coffee, blowing on the liquid to cool it. Megre had the feeling he had met her before. Frowning, he looked at her closely, while she calmly sustained his gaze and continued drinking. She was very short. Sitting, her feet barely touched the floor, and she was wearing shoes that were too big for her, while her dress was too loose and too long. I think we know each other, he said. That's quite possible, she replied without flinching. What's your name? Desiree Brot. The name Desiree put him on the right track. Were you ever arrested for shoplifting in department stores? Among other things. What else? I've been arrested so many times. Her face expressed no fear. In fact, it expressed nothing. She looked at him, answered his questions. But as for what she was thinking, that was impossible to guess. Have you done time? You'll find all that in my record. Prostitution? What of it? A long time ago, evidently. Now she must be about fifty or sixty. She was emaciated. Her hair wasn't white or even greying, but it had become sparse and you could see the skull through it. There was a time when I was as good as any other woman. How long have you been working in this apartment? Next month will make it a year. I started in December, not long before Christmas. Are you here all day? Just from eight to twelve. The coffee smelled so good that Maigret poured himself a cup. Inspector Dupur was standing timidly in the doorway. Would you like some, Dupur? No, thanks. I, I had breakfast less than an hour ago. Daisy Raybrot stood up to pour herself another cup, too. Her dress hung loosely from her body. She probably weighed no more than a fourteen-year-old. Do you work in other places? Three or four. It varies from week to week. Do you live alone? With my husband. Has he been in prison, too? Never. He just drinks. Doesn't he work? He hasn't worked a single day in fifteen years, not even to hammer a nail in the wall. She said this without bitterness, in a steady voice in which it was hard to detect any irony. What happened this morning? She made a movement of her head to indicate Dupur. Didn't he tell you? All right, then. I got here at eight o'clock. Where do you live? Near Place Clichy. I took the metro, I opened the door with my key, and noticed there was a light on in the living room. Was the living room door open? No. 
Was your employer usually still in bed when you arrived in the morning? She didn't get up until around ten. Sometimes later. What did she do? Nothing. Carry on. I opened the living room door and saw her. Did you touch her? I didn't need to touch her to know she was dead. Have you ever seen anyone walking around with half their face shot off? What do you do then? I called the police station. You didn't alert the neighbours or the concierge? She shrugged. Why should I have done that? What did you do after you phoned? I waited. Doing what? Doing nothing. It was staggering in its simplicity. She'd simply stayed there, waiting for the doorbell to ring, perhaps looking at the body. Are you sure you didn't touch anything? Quite sure. Did you find a gun? I didn't find anything. Dupin intervened. We looked everywhere for the weapon, but there was no sign of it. Did Louise Fion...